Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we're discussing the Thai BL drama series, Cutie Pie, Episode 1. For those of you who are not aware of it, this series is airing on the Mandy channel on YouTube. I think it's every Saturday night or Sunday morning. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check that. Anyway, I have been looking forward to the series, although I do not like the name because I'm not really fond of the name Cutie. No offense at all. But anyway, I am, I've am. i been looking forward to this BL drama series because it is about a Thai arranged marriage between two guys who grew up together as children, which I thought, that is an interesting, an interesting topic. I'm like, I've never heard of an arranged marriage between a gay couple. I'm like, that's kind of neat, kind of cool. So anyway, I don't mean weird. I'm a, I'm a fan of arranged marriages. Most of the people I know who've had them have had really good marriages. So I'm like, you know, they kind of have the same, same viewpoints and that's why they end up together. I'm like, and their families get along because, well, they arranged it. So anyway, I'm like, if it goes wrong, the families can really look at each other and go, it's your fault or I didn't like you. I'm like, well, you had years to think about it. So anyway, this series is about two families who the one is Chinese, the other is Taiwanese, or not Taiwanese, Thai, I'm sorry, and two boys that have grown up together. We have Hia Lin, I believe is the name of the one, and the other is Nu Kua. Nu Kua is about six years younger than Hia Lin, and he really, really liked Hia Lin as a little kid. So Hia Lin was like 12 and he was like six years old when they were really playing together as friends. And the grandfather of Nu Kua said that Hia Lin should participate in a ceremony that they did on Sangran and basically said that when the boys were older, he was going to ask Hia Lin who was 12 at this time, he says, I'm going to ask you if you still love Nukua when you are older. And Helen's like, yes, I love Nukua. He's, he's my friend. And he's like, well, I'm going to ask you again when you're older. And both the families are a little like, this is kind of weird. Grandpa's doing this because this is like a, you know, a marriage proposal ceremony for the kids, which isn't very common for same-sex gender children. But the grandfather looks at Helen as a boy and says, as a little boy, he's 12, and he says, I like that you basically, you look after Nuakua, and Nuakua loves you, so I think this will work out. And everyone's kind of like, this is interesting for Grandpa. So the story progresses, the years pass, and the grandfather gets ill, and Hia Lin has grown up, he runs his own businesses with his family, and they do have a lot to owe to Nuakua's family, who helped them when they were not native to Thailand because they're Chinese. And I guess there's maybe some stigmatism with being Chinese in Thailand. I'm not really quite sure, but I'm kind of getting that vibe when I'm watching the show. So anyway, as the grandfather is ill, he calls Hia Lin to come talk to him. And Hia Lin is about, I would say, in his early 20s by now. He's played by the same guy who played fighter in Why Are You, which I really liked Fighter's character. I mean, yes, there were some things I was like, do we really have to have that in this show? But anyway, I did like the characters of Tudor and Fighter in Why Are You because they did have each other's back. And if there was a problem that arose, they usually dealt with it head on, which I'm like, I appreciate that in the couple. Most tend to avoid 
conflict and not talk about things. So anyway, but he and Lynn comes and talks to the grandfather and the grandfather says, I would like you to be engaged to Nuakua if you still think that would work for you. And if you think that you and Nuakua could be a couple together. And he and Lynn says, yes, I promise I will take care of Nuakua and we will be engaged. Well, Nuakua returns from Britain when his grandfather dies because no one told him his grandfather was ill. And he and Yelin both have engagement rings, and Nuakua agrees to finish up his college education in Thailand so he can be near Yelin. Now, the one problem with this whole thing is Nuakua, I have to say, he acts like an annoying annoying kid. I mean, I don't mean this bad at all. And I'm sure for those listening, some of you will go, oh, he acts like a sweetheart. But he just acts way too saccharine sweet when he's with Hia Lin, like they go on their weekly dates. It's like he's always agreeing with him on everything and everything's perfect and shiny and there's unicorns. And I'm like, I think the main thing that Hia Lin does not like about Nuakua is he doesn't ever say what he really thinks. And Helen does not like that because as they get them with one of their dates, you see everything that's going on in Nuakua's head about how he doesn't like this date, how he's really sick of French food. And he doesn't like that his fiance is chatting with this woman about business who obviously is flirting with him. And he's like, you can see this all going on in his head, but he never says what he actually wants to say. And so... They get them with one of their dates and they go back to, I think, the business office because something went wrong with Hyalin's business. And Nirakua and him have a, I would say, a disagreement of sorts because Nirakua finds out that Hyalin is not marrying him because he loves Nirakua. He's marrying Nirakua because he promised his grandfather. And Nirakua says, why don't you love me? What is it about me that you do not like? And he says, you act like a doll. You act like Annabelle, the, you know, the doll from the horror film who is possessed. And Nuakua does not take this news well. He says he's going to break off with Hialin. And I do have to say, in Nuakua's defense here, I do understand why he did want to break off the engagement. I'm going, you know, if somebody said that you were like an Annabelle doll and that they were not marrying you because they felt any strong feelings for you, but simply because they felt like they were indebted to your grandfather, I wouldn't really want to keep that engagement either. So I can't really blame Nuakua. But the one thing I can blame Nuakua for is he does not act the way that he really is in front of Hialin. And I think that is what really ticks Hyalin off. Because Hyalin is like, I don't want to marry someone who isn't going to be themselves around me. Who acts like this, you know, saccharine street human being. When they do have opinions. They do have thoughts. And that's what makes them interesting if they would only share them. And I think really the main point with Hyalin is he's just aggravated that Nuakua isn't acting the way he truly is around him. And so that's kind of how the first episode ends. The other thing that you find out is Nuakua is, he's not going to school for computer science. He's going for engineering of like automobile engineering. So he's working with gears. He loves driving fast motorcycles, but nobody really knows it. And he likes playing drums and is very popular as a singer in a club that's next to Hia Lin's club. So he's very, very different than he appears to Hia Lin. 
And I have to say that I think the one thing I found with the first episode is, number one, it's very stereotypical BL drama. I mean, no offense here to anyone. It's just that it's not one of my favorites because it's a bit cringy in parts, is what I would say. However, I still liked this episode and I'm still watching this series because I think it's a good example of what I call the... um the changeling syndrome because I've met several people who it's like when they meet their significant other who they end up marrying they change themselves completely to fit what idea they think that person wants them to be now the thing I think is interesting is that significant other may really not want them to be that person that they're pretending to be I mean in every case I can think of, I think that if you went to that significant other and you said, would you like this person to be the way they are now or the way that they truly were before they decided to change to maybe please you or think that they please you better? I think most of the people who are the people that are being supposedly pleased by this change in behavior wouldn't want their significant other to be changing themselves to this level. I think it's kind of like I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and they were saying, you know, I think when you meet your significant other, you have to change yourself and your habits and everything to please them. I was sitting there going, I think that if you do end up spending your life with someone, it's not that you won't change your opinions because I think that the more that you become close to someone and the more that you live together with someone, you are going to have things that alter and shift and morph. But does that mean that you lose who you are? I don't think so. Because if being with someone means that you have to shift your entire personality and, for example, your love of wearing hoodies, then maybe that person isn't for you. I mean, maybe they are. Who knows? But the thing that I think is sad is I have seen so many people, and I don't mean it bad, but usually women in particular, who feel like they have to be different than they truly are in order to keep the person who fell in love with them in the first place because of their uniqueness. And that is kind of a pity because the person who is in love with them doesn't really get to see who they truly are because they are so changing into what they think that other person wants and may not really want at all. I mean, no offense here, I'm just going, in every case I can think of, none of them, none of the guys that the girls ended up with really would have wanted them to change if they'd have known that they were doing it for them. They would have just been like, I like you how you are. But anyway... I think that's why I like this drama is because you get to see someone who has it in their head that they have to be, you know, this saccharine street person in order to please Hia Lin, when really the thing that Hia Lin wants is for them to be more of who they already are. If that's playing the drums and riding a motorcycle like a crazy person, then play those drums, ride that motorcycle, live your life as you want to because being able to be the independent person that you are will make you more of a strong couple than if you were not that person who you truly are. If you're trying to be that fake person who you think they want, but they really don't want at all. Which, I mean, the one thing I do have to agree with with Hia Lin is I would be 
not wanting to end up with Nuakur if he acted that way. I mean, I'm sitting there going, uh, he really is annoying. I mean, no offense at all, and does that mean that he should have compared him to the horror doll of Annabelle? No, he should not have done that. That was like a major faux pas, and he should not have told him that he was not marrying him because he told his grandfather he would, and not because he loved him, because I'm going, even if that is the case, that is not what you tell your significant other. I mean, that's just not going to set well with them, especially if they're new Akua. So, anyway, overall, I give this first episode probably an 8 out of 10, because even though I found, how do I say this, I found it to be a little over-the-top BL. I mean, is this like, is this like Bad Buddy? Oh no, this is not Bad Buddy at all. I mean, this doesn't even come close to Bad Buddy in any shape or form. It's not, it's just not the quality. But is it an interesting look at what people maybe need to think about as they're getting ready to spend their lives together? I totally think so. The other thing I think is interesting is this is a show that, again, you could sit down and watch with any of your kids. I mean, you really could. And the other thing that I think it helps with is it introduces your children to the fact that relationships do come in all shapes and sizes. It's like I had a kid visiting with me about probably three weeks ago and they were talking to me and they were like, do you think so-and-so is gay? And I was like, no, I don't think so-and-so is gay. I think they're very straight. I'm like, but that really doesn't matter, so-and-so. And they were like, what? And I said, well, what matters is not whether someone is gay or straight or bi or, you know, all the other things that they may or may not be, because that's not really who they are. What matters is that they care well for the person that they're with and that their person is their person and they are that person's. And they were like, huh, interesting. On And I was like, well, when you break it all down, what matters is that you are there for your person. I mean, regardless of what sexual orientation you are. And they were like, I never really thought about it like that. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe you should. Because I think the one thing growing up in Western culture that I find annoying now in my 30s is we say that we are open in the U.S., for example, where I came from. But to people regardless of race or gender or sexual orientation. But I have to say that most people, they don't act that way. It's like they're like, oh, this person is straight or this person is bi or this person is gay. And I'm like, what does it matter what their sexual orientation is? This person is this person. Mm -hmm. And they may happen to love or like someone of the same gender or the opposite gender or of no gender. But the point is, is that they care for whoever they love well. I mean, I don't mean it weird. When you break it all down, that's that's kind of the most important thing. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just saying. So anyway, but, and I don't know why I got on that diatribe, but you know, so that's one of the reasons that I like this series is I could sit down with the kitties and watch it and they would be able to consider, oh, I never thought of an arranged marriage between two guys. And I'm like, well, maybe we should think of that sometimes because I'm sure if they've made a film about it, that somewhere in the world, there has been an arranged marriage between two guys. So anyway, that is my review of Cutie Pie episode one. Check it at the round table. Oh, and you can watch this on the Mandy channel on YouTube. Bye. Hi, this is Anna. 
and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media, and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels: the Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses r o s e s out of the snow o u t o f s n o w at gmail dot com, and you can support us also on Venmo. The the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O N N A C A R R. The last four to verify are one one four three. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.